listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another belated episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. Better shout late than never. Shout out to Goose. Yeah. Oh, buddy, he's probably chomping at the bit. Yeah, prayers up for Goose. <laughs> Not getting his episode on time. Well, it happens from time to time. We had important business on Sunday. Yes. Uh, which was a, a life group party. That we had a tiny, tiny hosted. I did. And had everybody over here to the fancy neighborhood. All the poors we go to church <laughs> with got to come into the fancy neighborhood and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. I did enjoy myself. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So how uh, how's things been for you this past week? I mean, it's only been a couple of days, but right. uh, I've had I've had better. Yeah. But hey, you know what? This too shall pass. I'll, I'll tell you put what. It that way. I had a doozy of a last week. Like, oh, really? Oh, there were several times when I put a pistol in my mouth. It was <laughs> just like, I can't do it. Like, I morally object to this. But there were at least three times when I did that. <sighs> um, but this week started out, I'm crushing it. It couldn't be going better. So Nice. Yeah, turned a corner. We're starting a new software at work, you know, like a point of sale system, tracks our inventory, all this stuff. It went better than anticipated today. Today was our first day to really use it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very pleased with that. I I did not bear the brunt of the burden. Lindsay and Amy and our IT our IT department, of course, did. But I still thought it there wasn't as much wailing and gnashing of teeth as I anticipated. Well, so good. That's huge. And now we're recording a podcast mm-hmm. for the people, which is why we do it. Credit to us. We're recording a podcast every week when we can. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad to hear that your tech woes have gone well, because just before you came over, Eli asked me if I could set up Among Us. Oh, yeah. So that he could play it on his Xbox. And I'm like, son, that was two years ago. Everybody was playing Among <laughs> Nobody's Us. Nobody's playing Why Among Us. Why do you want to play it now? And he's like, please, Dad. So I've got to like. He's got to like send my email permission. Oh, for like real? asking for permission. Yes. Huh. And I like allow it. And then like he tries to start a game and it's like, you have to enable cross play. And so you would think that this would just be in the settings menu. No, it's online. You got to find some obscure Microsoft website. Oh, yeah. You got to sign in with your account. You got to go down. And it's just, I messed with it for 20 minutes, and I was finally like, son, this game is stupid. (laughs) It's wasting my time. You don't need to play this. Can you not download it for him on an iPad or something? Well, he broke. He's gone through like two iPads. Uh, So he's currently uh, in between my pads right now. Oh, wow. That's tough. I know Libby played it on the iPad for a while, and it was wild. (laughs) It was like Among Us conversations every day. You know, I thought Red was the person or whatever, and Mm -hmm. yeah, drove me up the wall. You're acting a little sus, Dad. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got a lot of that. (laughs) Got a lot of that, which is, that's cool. When you're living with teenagers, you learn all the slang eventually. Eventually. But by the time you learn it, it's not cool anymore. Well, Hudson is 
Hudson catches keeps me up because he texts a lot and it's all stuff like abbreviations. <laughs> he doesn't differentiate between yeah. dad text and like friend text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same way. Which I had to have a conversation with him last night because Hudson has changed a lot in the past few years. He's just growing into his own person. Mm-hmm. And his personality, you know, like he used to when he was little, like, you know, he's just loud and goofy and boisterous and he's turned into a teenager and he's, you know, reclusive. He doesn't talk as much to us. And there wasn't that big of a change with Thomas. Thomas has been the same kid all along, slightly sociopathic, but <laughs> otherwise a pretty decent kid. Hudson's a decent kid, too, but Hudson's a little more like me. He's just trying to figure out where he belongs. Right. He wants to live life on his own terms. Here's several weeks back, I saw him walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. In, like, blue jeans, no shirt, carrying a skateboard. Sounds about right. I was thinking, this must be, like, his grunge phase. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Have you introduced him to Nirvana yet? Yeah. (laughs) Hudson knows music. He loves music. But uh, so he was like walking around blaring some rap music last night mm-hmm. and set his phone down by his mom while he was doing something. And of course, the most vile <laughs> verse ever uttered comes out and she has a meltdown. So I go up at night to tell him good night. I'm like, look, I just want to offer you some advice. I was like, I understand that you enjoy this music. And I was like, and I would hope that you would know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate to listen to. I was like, that's my hopes. Mm-hmm. It's like, now, as a former teenager myself, I recognize that you're probably going to do what you want to do and listen to what you want to do, regardless of what I say. And if that's the case, I want you to understand that this is just entertainment. You know, like I used to think Ice Cube was a super hard gangster. And then he started making movies canoeing down a river with like his daughter, you know, right. like, so it's all entertainment. You have to understand that. And, then, and I was like, and you can't freak your mom out. You know, like you have to be smart enough to go, all right, I need to maybe not blare rap music around my 44 year old white suburban mom. <laughs> So she doesn't freak out and go crazy on you, you know? I was thinking the same thing. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. And he was like, I'm just trying to be me, man. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, here's a life lesson for you, Hudson. <laughs> Nobody is themselves. Exactly. Every single person you meet is putting on an act to fool you. So Get wise. I said, look, I I was like, I'm not discouraging you from being who you want to be. I am encouraging you not to cause your mom heartache and pain. You know? (laughs) Yes. I was like, that's all this is. And you have to be smart about it. You know, like you can do whatever you want to do, but you have to be smart about it. Remember the wise words of Dave Chappelle. Sometimes keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well... Anyway, so by the time I made it back downstairs, Deidre was asleep because I was going to tell her all that. So I hit her with that this morning. It was like, look, I just told him just to chill out around you, you know. Around you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what mom right. wants to hear. <laughs> well, she was like, she was like, well, you shouldn't have told him that. We want him to be a decent and fine young man and all that. And I was like, yeah, of course we do. And we've raised him to be that, but he's also going to make some mistakes and he's going to have to figure out a little bit on his own too. Yeah. You know, 
I was like, he's going to get some bruised egos and knees and all that along the way. And I was like, plus, did you tell your dad everything we did in college? <laughs> or did you act like you were a sweet little baby angel when we were home? And she was like, okay, point taken. And I was like, all right, that's all I'm saying. That's that's what we want from our kids. We want them to put on a good show for us. This is the Southern the Baptist way. way. We put on a show for our parents. <laughs> But, you know, like the the alternative to that conversation, which Dieter and I talked about, was like, all right, we're going to lock down everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's going to drive him further in the direction we don't want him to go. You know, like at least now we have a little bit of control. He's comfortable enough to think sitting down Whoever, what Tyler, the creator, whoever it was, <laughs> it went by his mom on the supper table yeah. was – an okay thing to do. You know, I was like, so we still have a lot of control over him. And I was like, and he's the same kid. He's always was at the heart. You know, he's a sweet kid. Also here's okay. I thought it was a boomer thing to like, listen to your phone's audio loud for everybody around you. Does does everybody not have a pair of earbuds? His, uh, his, uh, Earpods. Yes. What do they call? I call them earpods. Airpods. Airpods. Yeah. Had died. Oh, bummer. And heaven forbid we go <laughs> 30 minutes without <laughs> listening to music. But my mom gave him a bunch of records today. So, which he was pumped on. He was up listening to them in his room when I came over here. Well, oh, cool. Right before I came over here, he came downstairs and we had a little conversation. But yeah. Oh, anyways, Hudson's going through. I don't know. He's just stupid. Like, how can you do that in front of your mom? You know, <laughs> we've all been there. Like, she is not cool with that. She will never be cool with that. I also feel like, and you know, fortunately, this is just Hudson's music. Yeah, but <clears throat> there's something innate in people where I think we kind of want to confess. Yeah, well, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, you may be right, and you know, I would if I had my druthers. I would not want him listening to that. But like I said, I don't I don't want to drive him further into that by mm-hmm. going, we're forbidding this altogether. I would rather have more conversations about what's appropriate, what's real and not real in entertainment, you know, so you don't get wrapped up. And then next thing you know, you're coming to Thanksgiving with face tattoos and <laughs> drinking cough syrup outside and all that, yeah. you know. I don't want any of that, so – Stem the tide, and he's a, a Hudson's a he's a he's a wild man like myself, you know. Like he's got to figure out life mm-hmm. on his own on his own terms. He was not meant to be ruled by another man, much like myself. <laughs> and push comes to shove. I had this conversation with Shane today. I will make personally detrimental decisions to myself to prove a point to someone else, you yeah. know. And he would do the same thing. So yeah, you got to. You got to pull the reins back on that. <laughs> oh, well, what happened in the news this week? Oh man, dude, I got some pretty good stories. I got. Uh, we're going to talk about water parks in Ontario. We're going to talk about a Florida man, and we're going to talk about a preacher. Okay, I have a story about a Dallas man. I have a story about Batmobiles, okay. but I want to start off with this one, Shakira. Shakira. <laughs> yeah, that one. Shakira yeah. Shakira 
she is in a little bit of trouble. She has she has a tax fraud case, and they seek eight years in prison and a twenty four million fine after the singer rejects a plea deal. Wow. So <laughs> okay. So the government says Shakira owes them some tax money. They do. International pop star Shakira could face both a hefty prison sentence and a fine if convicted in her trial for alleged tax fraud. Prosecutors in Spain are requesting Shakira be sentenced to eight years and two and two months, and then pay, also pay a fine of twenty four million euros, which is you know roughly the same amount yeah. in dollars. Uh, she was offered a settlement agreement, but rejected it, choosing to go to trial. A date has yet to be set. Representatives for Shakira told Fox News Gen- Fox News Digital. <laughs> Golly, did you say genital? I almost did. <laughs> Shakira's got you all tied up, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. <laughs> uh, Shakira has hey no fighting. <laughs> <laughs> she has always cooperated and abided by the law, demonstrating impeccable conduct as an individual and taxpayer and faithfully following the counsel of Price Waterhouse Coopers, a prestigious and globally recognized tax firm. They are a big one. Unfortunately, the Spanish tax office, which loses out one out of every two lawsuits with its taxpayers. Goodness gracious. <laughs> continues to violate her rights and pursue yet another baseless case. Shakira is confident that her innocence will be proven by the end of the judicial process. Okay. As Shakira is charged with failing to pay the Spanish government 14.5 million euros in taxes between 2012 and 2014. Prosecutors in Barcelona allege the Hips Don't Lie singer spent more than half of both 2012 or 2012 and 2014 in Spain, and she is therefore required to pay taxes in the country. I'm oh, guessing goodness. maybe she spent... Yeah, she was somewhere else, and so maybe she didn't file taxes in Spain that year because she didn't live there that year. Or I, don't know. I thought they were they saying she was there for that time in Spain, and now she owes taxes. They're saying she was there for more than half of the yeah. year. Wow! So uh, you just can't go on a six month vacation? You got to start paying <laughs> income taxes in two countries, I guess. <sighs> That's what socialized medicine gets you. <laughs> Uh, in May, the star appealed the same tax fraud charges, but a court struck down her request. So, hmm. and she currently faces six charges. Come on, Shakira. <laughs> I would just like to go on record and say that she's innocent. I'm not an expert in Spanish tax law. Yeah. But if what they say is true and the government loses one out of every two lawsuits, sure. it seems like they're just. Trying to collect. Well, let's see. One out of two, that's what, 50 50 odds. Yeah, if you got a 50 50 50 shot (laughs) at $15 million. If you're betting, that's the best odds you'll probably ever get. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, maybe they're just like, let's roll the dice. Maybe we get 24 mil out of Shakira. And here's my question. Now, again, once again, I don't know how Spain law works. Sure. But if they lose, can can she have a countersuit against them? Oh, yeah, for pain and suffering. Because then probably being, not. Here's Governments the, don't like you suing them. <laughs> here's the thing: if I'm the government and you can't sue me, but I can sue you, yeah. I'm just going to sue willy nilly. Sure. Well, and try to get that dollar dollar bill. <laughs> Maybe uh, Shakira is 100 percent innocent. She's she's a beautiful angel. She would never do anything like this. I would like to be on the jury 
And <laughs> if I don't know what that takes, but if someone can make that happen, I would come to your aid, Shakira. Just just call my name. Put the bat signal up there. Well, I think you're probably ruling yourself out. <laughs> sure. Like I would imagine this would get brought up in jury selection. <laughs> Look. It's Spain. They speak Mexican, not American. <laughs> It's a good point. Sure. <laughs> I will never understand this. <laughs> of course, you wouldn't understand anything there either, would you? I know if if they say, like, chili verde, I know that's green pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I know what carne asada is. Like, if this was a French court of law, you would be perfectly fine. Oh, sure. You would understand it all. Yes. I, <laughs> I would be right there. Um what a useless foreign language for me to learn in high school. Did you take <laughs> French in high school? I did not. Okay. Because the year I put off my language till like my junior and senior year, like as long as I could. Sure. And by my like my junior year, they started offering Spanish. Okay. And so I took Spanish. Uh French teacher was fine, by the way, Miss Adams. I think she got married at some point in time. But uh Thomas signed up for Spanish this year and the school put him in German. They just, yeah, they just like, put him there. Yeah, no, you're taking German. Oh, man. And so he was getting all the schedule change forms because he's like, I want to take Spanish. And then he found out one of his buddies is in German and he wasn't, cha- same thing happened to him. And he's like, I'm just going to learn German. And Tom was <laughs> like, well, I guess I'll just stay and learn German now. So huh. I was like, okay, right. cool. I was like, you can sound like a Nazi. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to record you saying a bunch of Nazi stuff just for Nine. fun. Yeah, all of that. Okay. As a Canadian sister, I'm bringing this story to the table. Shout out to Hippie Monica. Shout out to Jack, Jacqueline. Water park staff must ask men if they are pregnant at Wild Waterworks in Hamilton, Ontario. Okay, well, <laughs> if uh, do you think some old men are going to get mad and just not go back to the water park? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I said I kind of look pregnant. By the way, Hudson bought this shirt and made a crop top out of it. And I was folding clothes last night and I put it on and I took a picture. <laughs> and I'll show you. I'll show you my picture. We sent it to the family group chat. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll post this in the Discord after is, this, uh, this is uh, aired. Is that the fashion? I don't know. In high school or in high school. Yeah. His do not stretch the shirt. <laughs> Too late. That was me. I was like really poking my gut out in that one. There's not a big difference though. It just I'm a weird shaped man. Uh that looks like all my shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I showed you that to say. If someone were to go, are you pregnant, sir? I'd be like, look, I get it. You know? <laughs> like, I know I'm not pregnant, but I understand why you ask. Uh, both Dwayne, a 47-year-old bearded man, and his 11-year-old daughter have been asked if they are pregnant before being allowed to go on water slides at Wild Waterworks. Few things are more fun than going to a water park on a hot, humid summer day. Be be it zipping down a multi-story water slide or floating along the lazy river, a visit to the water park is a great way to beat the summer heat. 
But Dwayne, he prefers his last name be kept confidential. He probably shaped <laughs> like I am. Of Oakville, Ontario, is not amused by the way in which Wild Waterworks uh, operates. Indeed, when Dwayne takes his 11-year-old daughter to the park, staffers are extremely diligent, diligent about deriving personal information from Dwayne and his daughter, information that is equal parts inexplicable and ridiculous. For example, like I said, Dwayne's 47-year-old bearded man, it's obvious he's a male, and yet before he can take a ride on a water slide, he is asked if he is pregnant. And for his daughter, who's an 11-year-old girl, she too is asked if she is pregnant, as well as the daughter who weighs about 60 pounds, uh, is asked if she is over 300 pounds, and she is also asked if she has taken any drugs repeatedly. Dwayne became increasingly miffed by the intrusive and ridiculous questioning, so he reached out to the manager of Wild Waterworks. Um, her name's Sarah Kenner. She, her, by the way. <laughs> is this to get into the park, or is this a certain I think slide? this is, like, if you want to go down the, the loop-de-loop slide or whatever, they're asking you if you're pregnant before you get on, because I'm sure because it's, a, it's a hazard to a pregnant lady. I get that, but why can we not just put up signs? It's a you know, not for pregnant people. Do we really have to rely on a bunch of 17-year-old <laughs> teenagers to ask every single person sure. that comes through their line? Those people are hot. They're miserable. They've been <laughs> sure. waiting in line for 40 minutes to go down this right. loop-de-loop slide. And we got to have these 17-year-old kids. You go, are you pregnant? Sunburned, are you on drugs? Smelling like sunscreen. A cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Yeah. Asking every single person if they're pregnant. <laughs> well, the manager... Miss Kenner, she, her, offered him the following response when he asked about it. I understand your concern. However, we have had inspectors secret shop the park and given <laughs> us warnings because staff were not saying the required verbiage to each patron. Oh, um, gosh. So anyways, this news outlet, which is called Rebel News, favorite of all old Miss fans, um, <laughs> uh, they reached out to the manager, Sarah Kenner, she, her. They put that after <laughs> every time they mentioned her name in this article. Well, you know what? You're a hateful POS if you don't. So. <laughs> well, I would think if you're female or like me, like my pronouns are he, him, right? Yeah. I'm just a dude. Everyone should know my pronouns are he, him. If I decided for them to be they, them, or something else, Z's or any of the... <laughs> Whatever they're doing out there, you know, yeah. on the Twitter, that's when it would be important to notify everyone. Like, uh -huh. let's all assume the baseline that we've always assumed since the beginning of pronouns. And if I decide to differenti differentiate from that, it's my duty to let you know. And mm -hmm. it's your courtesy to respect what, like our girl Demi, you know, right. that we want to respect they when we talk about them. So, anyways the rebel news reached out and she was a most reluctant interviewee, but she did say that the water slide spies were staffers with the technical standards and safety authority and Ontario regulatory authority. These folks inspect everything from nuclear reactors to roller coasters. We wonder if male roller coaster patrons are now asked if they are pregnant too. So, I would assume so. Yeah. The, the tone of this article is they're asking I mean, really, the headline uses the word woke in it. 
they're asking to be woke. Mm-hmm. It sounds more to me like they're asking because the government's making sure they're doing whatever they're required to do. Mm-hmm. And you crack the code on it at the very beginning. Let's just put up a sign that says all this stuff. That's what we do in the United States. <laughs> yes. Like, too bad if you can't read. Like, yeah. there needs to be just a touch of personal responsibility. Sure, right. I know that we that is anathema to yeah. our culture these days. We want to blame somebody for yes. everything that happens. Sure. Yeah. But I think we need to get back to a point where there's there needs to be just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit of uh, personal responsibility on Absolutely. some of this. Yeah. And a sign covers all of that. It covers your butt. You know, yeah. it's the it's it's the American way. Canada, you should get on board with it. Yeah. It'll get you out of a ton of lawsuits if you just put up a sign that says beware of dog or don't ride this ride if you're pregnant or have heart issues. I mean, that list is so long. I don't know if you've ever read <laughs> like not to get what you can't have to get on a roller coaster. Uh-huh. I was like, you can talk yourself into having stuff. It'd be like, does your knee hurt? Don't ride this. You're like, okay, well, I've been walking around all day. Better sit this one out. What's going to happen? Right. Yeah. I just assume any of those things could kill me. Yeah, me and too. I don't expect my family to, now, they they might. I don't know, depending <laughs> on how big the check is. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just that's that's on you. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, if I die in a water slide accident, I want my family to sue. Like, <laughs> just give it a shot, right? See what we all can get. Yeah, good for y'all. Like the Spanish government. Yeah. But it may not work out because they probably had a sign that says like, "If you look like a pregnant man, don't ride this." <laughs> yes. And I didn't read it because I'm walking around a pump to be at the water park. Yeah, or maybe if you want your water park to be kind of edgy. You can like put up a sign that says, "Hey, I don't know if you're pregnant or if you're just really fat." Sure, but just so you know, pregnant yeah. people shouldn't ride this. Well, <laughs> fat's beautiful now. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're body positive, so they probably wouldn't use that anymore. Yeah, you know? people can be whatever size they want to be as long as they're happy. Yeah, you know? so that's where I say. Um, for the record, I'm not pregnant, and I'll post that picture when this episode airs <laughs> in the general Discord, yeah. not just the patrons who normally get most of my naked pictures. <laughs> John, what do you think about the Batmobile? Uh, Which the, I know there's not just one Batmobile. Yeah, I would say the original one I'm, I love. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking about the Adam West Batmobile. <laughs> well, the I mean, you take the lamest Batmobile, which in my opinion was the Adam West For real? Batmobile. That car's beautiful. <laughs> well, now hold on. If you put the Batmobile against any regular car, yeah. the Batmobile is going to win. Sure. Right? Right. Yeah, like it's definitely not... Uh, Toyota Camry, you know exactly. Yeah, like like granted, some Batmobiles I think have been better than others. Yeah, but none of them were like terrible. Sure, you know. I think the argument would be like if you took the Adam West Batmobile and put it against the top of the line Porsche or something mm-hmm. of that day. Now, which one would you pick? I would probably pick the Porsche. Right. Know? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I don't want anybody staring at me riding in a Batmobile, but people staring at you riding in a classic Porsche, that's pretty awesome, you know? <laughs> Let me ask you, you know, uh, was there more than one of those cars? The reason I asked, because I, I saw know. that car. 
I saw it said was Ripley's it? Believe It or Not, baby. Okay. I was trying to think, where's it at? Where I saw that That's somewhere. probably why I love okay. it so much. Yeah. I've had my picture made in front of it a million times. <laughs> I sat in the seat. Sure. Right yeah. before the 17-year-old kid came up and said, sir, please get out of the car. <laughs> There's a rope here. I bet you they had to be more than one. Right. Well, I know that uh, there was no one General Lee. Yeah, no, there were because a ton of Because they shot those guys. out of cannons. There sure. Was, yeah, there were, was tons of them. They... They kept dodging business in the 70s. The <laughs> yes. Duke's a hazard. I know they got canceled. General Lee, Rebel Flag, all that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But they single-handedly kept Dodge in the auto industry and your union brothers in jobs <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> Just destroying chargers left and right. Well, apparently there is an Indiana Batmobile garage and a sheriff, he ordered a raid on said garage as a, allegedly, as a favor for a friend. Okay. So, uh, holy political favors, Batman. That's the allegation against San Mateo County Sheriff Carlos Bolanos for sending a four-man team across the country last week to raid the garage that builds Batmobiles. Okay, all right. I was confused. This is a four-man team yeah. from California right. going to Indianapolis. Because you said Indiana, and then we have a county named San Mateo, yes. and then a, a Latin name. It's confusing. Shira, and I was like, when did when did the Latin influence make it to Indiana? <laughs> you know, we're getting a touch of it here in Alabama now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't think they had made it that far north yet. Well, they they made it that far north on the orders, on the orders of the sheriff <laughs> of, a, of a California sheriff. Okay, uh, turns out one of the sheriff friend, sheriff's friends ordered a Batmobile, and he wasn't happy with how long it's taking. Which, dude, we're all waiting on our stuff. Sure. Okay, right. <laughs> the supply chain. <laughs> we're all waiting on our stuff. I was told by the president, supply chain issues were resolved. Well, apparently they're not resolved for Batmobiles. Okay, <laughs> yeah, a little uh, tougher to get the Batmobile parts in. It says here, uh, your public money paid for the trip last week by the sheriff's investigators, four round-trip plane tickets, three nights of hotels, meals, rental cars, and a lot of overtime. Sam Agnesto posted a profile video on his social media saying, real estate is a lot like surfing. He's a real estate agent who lives in Atherton. Suddenly, the perfect wave shows up right in front of you, and you got to be ready to catch it. The profile video shows Agus. How do I say that? A- Agnes <laughs> That's it. Nailed he it. likes expensive toys, and he ordered a two hundred and ten thousand dollar Batmobile from the only builder licensed by DC Comics, Fiberglass Freaks of Logan Sport, Indiana. Wow. A spokesmodel on the promotional video says. You wanted one since you were a kid. Now you can have your very own Batmobile, complete with a roll-top dashboard, flashing beacon light, and <laughs> detectoscope. Now, I don't know what a detectoscope is. Do you? I, I don't. I, <laughs> I was laughing at the spokesmodel thing because nothing <laughs> like car dudes are, they love a woman in a bikini, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's creepy. I don't, I, they don't make magazines anymore, but growing up, there was all those like car magazines mm-hmm. and stuff. You're like, well, don't forget the gun mags either. Sure, gun magazines <laughs> are pretty bad. So, like, I used to love to read the magazines. If you were trying at my dad's to sell store. a magazine to a dude, yeah, you were oh, yeah. probably going to put a bikini girl yeah. on the cover. That's a way to go. You know, <laughs> as a as a marketing strategy, it always works. Uh, owner Mark Rakop has nine Batmobiles in production, and he tells us that 
Anagasto was first in line, but he missed a $20,000 payment. Uh-oh. And then he disappeared on me for over eight months, almost nine months. Wow. So okay, maybe right. that's why he got got bumped to the bottom of the list. I'm siding with the with the mechanic now or the builder. He said that he was moved down the list and that he would have to wait a year and a half or two for his Batmobile. Uh, he didn't like that. He exploded. He did pay off the entire car at that point, but he was absolutely livid to find out that his car was going to be delayed. I mean, well, you shouldn't have went into hiding when you missed that payment. <laughs> that's true, you know. <laughs> He filed a complaint with the Ashton at, at God, I can't talk tonight. He filed a complaint with Asterton police. He filed a complaint with police, but last September, the uh, county district attorney declined to bring criminal charges at this time, according to a letter to the Batmobile builder. Uh, he also filed a lawsuit in San Mateo Superior County Court alleging breach of contract and fraud. But this past March, a judge dismissed the case, saying that Indiana was in the proper venue. Okay. Then sources inside the San Mateo County Sheriff's Department tell the I-team's Dan Knowles that the realtor asked his Facebook friend, Sheriff Carlos <laughs> Bolanos, to intervene. He sent a lieutenant, sergeant, and two deputies to Indiana, and they raided fiberglass freaks last week on July 19th. Well, there you go. it's always good to have friends, <laughs> yes. you know, that can help you out. I mean, if you've got money, the next thing you want is friends. Sure. And a good one to have is a sheriff. <laughs> yes. You know, like the top law enforcement <laughs> official in the area you live. Yeah, especially if you live like in the county outside the city limits. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> You get away with a lot. I think even then the sheriff still overrules police chiefs, at least in Alabama, I think yeah. so. I think sheriffs pretty much do whatever they want to around here. Uh, Mark Rackop tells us, then they showed the warrant saying that they were here to seize anything to do with his car. So I thought, oh, they're coming in to pick up his car, which is right behind me. By the way, I thought I was going to have to move my other Batmobiles out of the way to be able to let them take this car. Uh so I guess they had his car done. So they say, you got to wait, but You just got to wait. I'm going to show you. <laughs> or maybe like it was a car that was done, and they're about to ship it to you. Mm -hmm. And then they show up, and they're like, well, I guess you can take this one that's done since you're the law or whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, but investigators took only two files of documents, according to the search warrant return, search warrant return, uh, Rakop says they read him his Miranda rights. They brought him to the local jail for an hour, but they let him go. They only later found out that they had a war that they got a warrant for his Gmail contacts and photos, and they froze his bank account. Wow! And pressed charges and pressed him in California with two felonies. Oh, wait. and they charged him in California with two felonies: obtaining money by false pretenses and diversion of construction funds. How can they arrest him in a, a whole other state? That's a good question. Like what jurisdiction do they have to do all that? I would think the local authorities yeah, would, would at least have to come You would think out. they would have to send their warrant to yeah. the sheriff in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. And have them do it. Yeah. You would think. I mean, I don't know how all this works. I'm certainly not a lawyer, but... I mean, is is this where I've they is this where bounty hunters come in? Like maybe so. Like me and you, if we had our if we were bounty hunters, we could go to Indiana and I was thinking the dress other up like Bane, sure, and bust in this guy's garage and say, "We'll be taking your <laughs> arsenal, and we're going to need it." I was thinking this weekend, maybe you and I, Tiny, need to get into being bail bondsmen. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
Because as long as we can get them to show up for court, I think it's like a straight 10% return on your investment, you know? Nice. On all, every, because they have to put up 10% of whatever the bond is. You know, if my bond's $1,000 and they ain't got $1,000, they bring me 100 I put up $1,000, guy comes to court, I get $1,000 back, plus the 100 they gave me, hmm. you know? I think that's how it works, <laughs> right? <laughs> do you have any? Uh, do you have any friends that I don't know anybody in the, in the bill bonds? And I've only used one twice in my life. <laughs> well, it was in Columbiana, Alabama, uh, but that's how I think it works. So if if we could do that, I don't want to have to track a criminal down though. Like that's the that's the other side of it. Really, that's the part I want to do. <laughs> we may be perfect. I can handle the paperwork and the loaning if you'll do the tracking. Yeah, and we can split it fifty fifty. I'll make five percent. You can make five percent. Sounds good to me. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I mean, there's seventy thirty. <laughs> I was going to say there's probably going to be some guys that we don't want to go after. Yeah, there but, might be. Yeah, like the murder guy or something. But most of them are probably sure. just you know they're not dangerous. They're just you know, I don't they know. got busted with crack and now they, they don't want to show up for court and we got to go get them. I, th- I was also thinking maybe as part of the because I'm. I- I have the weirdest brain. It's stuff I think about like sitting <laughs> in my bed at night. So it would make it easier to track them down. We could get them to give us consent to shoot a tracking device and like a GPS device inside, like under their skin or something. Right. And that, in order to get out of jail, when you walk out, we're just going to be there. We'll hit them with a little gun and put, I don't even know if that technology is available. I've seen it on TV though. Well, couldn't we just get like the tracking data from everybody's COVID vaccine (laughs) last year? Just and just into use that. that. <laughs> we only bail out vaccinated inmates. Yeah. Or we get their cell phone number and we just have them sign a waiver saying that we can track their phone. Right. I mean, you know, I, I check mug shots religiously. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I get this idea. This dude, not that we would want, he doesn't look like somebody I would like to take a flyer on. <laughs> right. We can go pick him up. Right. His bell's $25,000. We just plunk that down and then make a cool $2,500 on top of that. Well, Sounds great. Right. Yeah. You got anything else out there giving you that quick of a 10% return on your investment? No. If it works that way. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's something that it doesn't work that way. But, I mean, people do it. People make money doing it. Yeah. So, and I would think, us? like, on a, on a Friday night, Let's we just go park down by the jail and wait for like drunk college kids' friends to show up and go, all right, here we go. our car. Yeah, here we'll help you out. I'm here to help you, friend, my friend. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it would be easy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I see no downside <laughs> sure. to this whole plan. So <laughs> we get killed trying to track some dude down. We want to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> The, uh, I got a story to tell you about a potential threatening situation I was in this weekend in the Patreon. I don't want to talk okay. about it in a regular show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. Sure. Anyway, this article goes on and on. But basically, at the end of it, they reached out to the guy who ordered the Batmobile, but he's not willing to to give a comment. Yeah. And like you know that that dude, they let him go, but now the people are uh, the people in I guess sand in. Uh, San Mateo County, they're kind of upset at their sheriff for like yeah, sending a four-team yeah. 
over a Batmobile. <laughs> yes. Which I would love to have been one of the deputies. That sure. Got to go. Got a whole experience <laughs> paid trip to go to the Batmobile garage. Sure. You're Heck like looking yeah. at her like, man, these are really cool. Sorry, we're going to have to take you to jail, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a state on the other side of the country. I, we'll let you go if you'll let us test drive one. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> but look, man, just let me test drive it. Take it out for the night. Me and the boys, we just want to <laughs> yeah. go out for the night in it, and then we'll act like we couldn't find you. Yeah. yeah. That may not be a bad deal. Then we'll come back and say you were on vacation. Sure. And then we just got a three-day trip to the – Great state of Indiana. We know how exciting that is. Well, it's exciting when you get to ride around sure. in a Batmobile. Indiana actually is a pretty cool state. I've been there several times. I've been to Indiana University in Bloomington. I've been to uh, Purdue University in West Lafayette. I've been mm-hmm. to Indianapolis. Great city. Indianapolis, great airport, by the way. I worked a job as a fry cook in Clarksville, Indiana. There you go. So. <laughs> we discussed that last week. What was the name of the place? I forgot. Skipjacks. Yeah, Skipjacks. Shout out to Skipjacks. I have no idea if it's still there. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Skipjacks. <laughs> Anybody listening in Clarksville, Indiana, Let us go know. buy Skipjacks. Sure. Get a fish and fry. Well, like I said, when we blow up and uh, and our fans become obsessed with us and they're going and visiting the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace and all mm-hmm. the places we mentioned, they're going to Fayette and all that, Skipjacks will be added to the list as like a, a big detour up to Indiana <laughs> to go and get a meal at Skipjacks where Tiny used to be the fry cook. Yep. Yep. Well, one of the places those people are going to have to go is Florida because we talk about Florida all the time. Credit to me for a beautiful segue, by the way. <laughs> that was that was a work of art, almost professional. Um, a Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force base to warn of battle between aliens and dragons. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. A Florida man, this is down in Tampa, was arrested Friday for driving a stolen pickup to a Space Force base in Brevard County, in what he called a mission from the President of the United States. Joe Biden? Joe Biden said he. <laughs> he couldn't just have one of his aides like call him up on the phone. <laughs> he had to send this guy. He had guy to send this guy. <laughs> in a stolen truck. Look, it's a black op. It's a covert. <laughs> you know, this is off book stuff. The aliens are monitoring the phone lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this 100% proves MK Ultra is real. <laughs> Yes. You know, but it is. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, according to WESH2 News, 29-year-old Corey Johnson of Ocala stole a Ford F-150 from Riviera Beach, Florida, three days before he drove to Patrick Space Force Base. How do we already have Space Force bases built, or did they just take over Air Force bases? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Or I, NASA I'm a little- bases. I got to be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed that the Space Force yeah. bases are here on Earth. <laughs> they dropped the ball on the uniform. Like, you got to nail the uniform. If you're bringing a new branch in, you need cool uniform. Yes. You got to be better than the Marines who have the best, you know? Mm-hmm. You've got to. Army's gotten a lot better because they went back to their, like, World War II look, which is a good look. Don't get me started on military uniforms. I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I like a military uniform. I'm a uniform guy. I like them. All right, let's get back to Corey here. Um, when he tried to get on base, he claimed the president told him in his mind, MK Ultra. I told y'all, <laughs> I've been saying it for how long have we been doing this podcast? Five years. Yeah. 
um, that he needed to take the vehicle and warn government officials that the there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons. <laughs> well, U.S. aliens, he says, fighting Chinese dragon. Stop Asian hate. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that if it's a uh, now, if it's U.S. aliens, I guess that kind of draws us into the conflict. Yeah, maybe. But when you first read the headline, I'm like, if aliens and dragons are at war, I think we need to just stay out. Of Absolutely, it. I agree with that. <laughs> we are non-interventionist in that regard. We will sell weapons yeah. to both the aliens and the dragons. Sure. Right, whatever fossil fuels you need, we will help you out. Um. Yeah, if they're U.S. aliens, then they're clearly Mexican. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's two Mexican jokes in a podcast. Uh, I didn't know we had aliens. Well, I mean, Hillary's reptilian. We've all known that. But that's and a lot. I don't of know if that's really a dragon, though. Is it? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. A Chinese reptilians fighting U.S. aliens. Hmm. I don't know. Corey knows because the president told him to. Uh, he was arrested and booked in the Brevard County Jail. He was charged with a grand theft of a motor vehicle, and his bond was set for $3,000. We could cover that. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? we could. Right. And then we make a cool 300 bucks right on top of it. Yeah. Um, so Patrick's Space Force base is home to the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station and Space Launch Delta 45, which is described as the premier launch delta of the new U.S. Space Force. It's located about 18 miles away from Kennedy Space Center. So, aliens and dragons are fighting. Concerning to me. (laughs) You know, but maybe that's just the way it goes. I mean, he's probably deep into a meth trip. And watched like a kung fu movie and remembered some verses from Revelations. And they put it all together and was like, the president's telling me to go tell him. Who do you think would win aliens versus dragons? Uh, aliens. I think superior technology. I want to root for the, the dragons, dragons. Yeah. But I don't think that they're going to be <sighs> the aliens. People, we've been killing dragons so long that they don't even exist anymore. Well, they have an inferior form of government. They're communists. <laughs> They like to hoard their gold and stuff. I was telling somebody not long ago about how dragons eat gold and jewels and stuff. Do they they eat it? I thought they just loved it. No. Well, they do love it, but they love it because they eat it. Okay. Yeah. They're not like carnivores or omnivores or herbivores. They eat people, though. Well, only when they're mad. Only when they're mad. That's (laughs) self-defense. Yeah. That's self-defense. Huh. Yeah. I could be 100% wrong about that. But I mean, I, I remember. I was say, what's your sources on that? That's I, not Tolkien, is if it? If only there was a way we could find out. <laughs> I'm going to Google right now, what do dragons eat? All right? <laughs> I thought they just ate people and hoarded gold because they were greedy buttholes. Um, they would. This is like for a video game. Maybe you should have Googled what do Chinese dragons eat. <laughs> and I'm getting like, I don't I can't find a good clear cut. Here's a Minecraft one. 
I got here at the top of the page. This comes from the world of dragons, 14.weebly.com. Sometimes dragons are omnivores, which means they eat both plants and animals. And rarely there are herbivore dragons that only eat plants. Carnivores eat any kind of meat and they can find that they can find, including elephants, tigers, penguins, polar bears, uh, miscellaneous livestock, goats, and even house pets such as dogs or cats, and even ligers. <laughs> um, it says down here. This is what this is what cracks me up. It says right under that. People also ask, "What do dragons hate to eat?" <laughs> <laughs> and according to this, you should not give your dragon fish or seafood such as prawns, which is what the rest of the world calls shrimp. Yeah. Uh, there are a long list of wild plants that are poisonous for dragons. Uh, here are a few that are more common in the UK. And then it lists a bunch of stuff that you shouldn't feed your dragon. I don't understand how I have that in my... I, I've apparently was way off base on that. <laughs> well, in in Tolkien, like, you know, he had smog and he liked gold. He hoarded it. He loved treasure, but I don't think he ate it. He was just... A greedy uh, capitalist. I've thought that my whole life. Like it may have been somebody told me that as a joke one time when I was little, and I was like, didn't get the joke, and I believed it my whole life. I think he was Tom Segura. You, you, are you familiar yeah. with him? I was watching one of his stand-up specials, and he's like, you know how somebody just tells you something, and you just without doing any research, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to believe that for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I read a book one time. I can't remember the name of it. I read it when Thomas was little. Somebody gave it to me, and it was a dad who answered all these questions. His kid, like, factually answered them. Like, mm-hmm. why is the sky blue? He would go talk to James Spann and get an answer, and he wrote it all in a book for his kids. It was really cool. And they said the reason he wrote the book is he was on a vacation one time going to Disney World in Florida. And was, you know how you hear road noise when yeah. you're riding in the car. He asked his dad what it was, and his dad said that's all the people on the side of the road vacuuming their house because they're like going through a neighborhood, <laughs> vacuuming the carpet in his house. And he was like, and I believed it for a very long time. <laughs> and I feel like that's what happened to me. It may be. I've told so many people that. I bet you people are like, what a weirdo. Wow. Wow. Huh. I don't know how they got my brain. I don't remember where it came from. What happens if we Google uh, dragons eat gold? Okay. Do everything I'm getting is like weird. I'm getting bearded. It says short yeah, answer: No, bearded dragons don't right. eat goldfish. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking: Do uh, dragons, like the the scary kind, do they? Here's Cora. Why do dragons hoard gold? I need to put like mythic. Dragons. Do mythic dragons eat gold? I don't. This just says yes. Dragons love gold so much they can take it with them from dragon horde. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. Somebody on here is saying that uh, some of the like there seems to be like a distant evolutionary link between reptiles and birds, and maybe that comes from the fact that some birds like shiny things. Well, like somebody may have applied that to, oh, dragons hoard gold because, you know, birds like shiny maybe. objects. I just read something that was like, uh, if you were a dragon, what easier way to eat people than have a bunch of gold for them to come try and steal? 
<laughs> that's a good. That's, yeah, that's another right. good point. That makes perfect. You got to think a dragon probably scooped up a couple of gold coins as he was eating a night or something along the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely wrong. They've probably eaten a little bit of gold here or there. Well, also medieval armor was like inc- like ridiculously yeah. expensive. Sure, sure. So well. Cut all that out so I don't sound like an idiot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm proud to be an idiot. I was about to say, dude, this week's episode title is going to be Dragon's Eat Gold. <laughs> How do I know that? I Like, it's familiar to me in some way. I'm going to keep Googling. If Listeners, <laughs> if you know if yeah, dragons know. eat gold or why John thinks they eat gold, or... <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, it's funny that we're talking about dragons, which like they're real. <laughs> of course they're real. <laughs> of course okay. they're real. We can't go into this on like the regular show. Well, <laughs> at one time, dragons were real. Of course they were. They're in too many. <laughs> there are too many uh, Eastern Asian cultures and Greek mythology have them in there for them not to have been true. Well, right? clearly, if you have been to the Ark Encounter, sure. you know they that didn't humans make it and home. dinosaurs lived right alongside each other. And that's where our tales of dragons sure. come from. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's, yeah. there's no way possible that people before modern day scientists came along, saw dinosaur bones <laughs> and thought to themselves, oh my goodness, there's a dragon out yeah, there. Right. Look at this big thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a dragon. Of course it's a dragon. I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove myself right. Okay. <laughs> Next story. Uh, This is going to be my last one. Dallas man shoots a woman. The bullet exits and then hits him in the leg, killing him. Oh, wow. So. So. I mean, there's a knock at the door. That's a reverse card. I was about to say, well, 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 (laughs) if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. (laughs) The Dallas Police Department is investigating a shooting that occurred over the weekend at an apartment complex apart from Parkland Hospital. At 11.39 a.m. on Saturday morning, Dallas police responded to a shooting at an apartment complex. When officers arrived, they located a trail and pool of blood, but no victim. Around the same time, dispatch received a report that a man and a woman were found outside of a vehicle near the scene. Both had been shot. Detectives say that a 26-year-old man shot a woman in the neck during a domestic argument, but the bullet exited the victim's body and then hit the 26-year-old man in the leg, killing him, and the woman survived her injuries. The investigation is ongoing. (laughs) But uh, I'm trying to imagine what kind of position they were in for him to shoot her in the I, neck and then hit too. himself in the leg. I don't know. Unless like, did he a... shoot her right in the middle of a roundhouse kick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Unless, like, the bullet hit something and bounced back, like ricocheted. Maybe. That seems like a one in a million thing. Like, if it was ricocheting out of her neck, it hit her spine mm-hmm. and ricocheted back. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. But It's wild. Impressive shot. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> the dude is, he's, uh, well, I mean, that's just what happens to you. Don't go shooting people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what does this guy get on his tombstone? <laughs> he, he shot the shot that shot him. I like that. He shot his old lady and of the, the same bullet that killed him. I don't know. Uh, just do the old. 
John Lennon line, instant karma is going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I figured out where I got it from. Okay. And honestly, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me earlier, but it dawned on me about the time you started reading that story. And the TV show Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they're on Family Feud. Like yes. I, It's like <laughs> pretending to be Family Feud. And Charlie, who's like the lovable dumb guy, loser on the show, uh, has an answer to a question was dragons. And his answer was, no, I don't eat dragons because it's not a meal, meal for peasants. It's a meal for kings. And uh, and I'm sort of a common man, but they don't eat us. It's a common misconception. They actually <laughs> eat gold and treasure. That's why they're always sitting on a pile of it. <laughs> So at least it's only been like a decade that I've been thinking that. Um, Well, let's talk about some more treasure, Tiny. Okay. A pastor, man of the cloth, a shepherd of his flock, was robbed of $1 million in jewelry, and he's also sued for allegedly robbing a congregant. Okay. Uh, well, it's impressive. He so first of all, first off, he had a million dollars sure. in jewelry. Right. I guess all in one place to go missing. <laughs> Look, did anybody check the walls of the church? Well, I would like to know how these robbers got past Osteen security. <laughs> right. Well, maybe they were plumbers. <laughs> they knew right where to go. That's right. Uh concerning that a pastor has on a million dollars worth of jewelry. Right. Like as a Christian, we don't want that. Right. Yes. Like, um, I mean, it's one of those things. It's not explicitly laid out. Sure. But just clearly, <laughs> clearly, if you're a man of God, yeah. there's got to be, you've got to see needs. Right. The, not that, saying, come, that should come before a million dollars in jewelry. Yeah. Not yes. saying you have to take a vow of poverty or anything like I'm not saying that. Also not saying that that's a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. <laughs> Worked well for a long time Yeah, when the monks did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not saying you got to do that. Just maybe not a million dollars worth of jewelry. Maybe just a nice watch and your wedding band. And that's all we really need, right? For a preacher. Don't need a pinky ring and a bracelet and a big mm-hmm. chain because we want to help poor people. I'm just saying, you don't want the guy in charge of your church having a bunch of rich gold stuff unless he's the Pope, right? Because then it's cool. He can have all he wants. <laughs> okay. All right. When the story, when a story begins with a pastor and armed robbery in the pulpit and $1 million worth of jewelry, it's headed to bad places. So, of course, it wasn't long before a little digging into the background of the right reverend robbery ain't right, Bishop Lamar Whitehead of Brooklyn's Leaders of Tomorrow International Churches. Uh, it turned up, they tried to be funny there. Anyways, they looked up this Bishop Whitehead's mm-hmm. uh, pass and turned up a lawsuit claiming that uh, $90,000 in retirement money was stolen from a member of his flock and it ended up in Whitehead's personal collection plate. Mm. So the lawsuit claims Whitehead lured, saved Saint turn, saved Saint slash victim, 56-year-old Pauline Anderson, into a relationship of trust 
as she recovered from a major surgery, then made off with her hard-earned nest egg. Adding another layer to the cake, Whitehead was also running for office to become Brooklyn Borough President at the time. And he lost, though. I wasn't aware that that was an office. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Brooklyn Borough I, President? I, I guess it's probably like a mayor. Okay. So backstory, because I guess this is the article I was telling you about. This pastor, there's a video of it. He's in the pulpit preaching, and a guy comes in and robs him. On camera, they're live streaming because COVID. Oh, it was like like at gunpoint? Yeah, at gunpoint. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's bringing the word. All you know? right. I don't remember where he was preaching from. But he got. I've got to see this video. And so then everybody started looking into it, and he stole a bunch of money from an old lady that was going to his church while he was running from office or running for office. <laughs> but luckily he lost. Anyways, Anderson says her son Rashid hooked up a prayer call with Whitehead in April of 2020. By July of that year, they were on the phone again, this time because Anderson wanted to buy a house. Oh, this is another lawsuit they're talking about against this dude. Um, The lawsuit claims Anderson counseled on raising her credit score and identifying a target property, all things a licensed realtor uh, might be more qualified to do than a preacher. Later that month, the the pastor made his move during a three-way call. Said on that call, Mr. Whitehead directed Miss Anderson and the Transamerica representative into moving a hundred thousand dollars from her IRA into Mrs. Anderson's personal checking account. Mr. Whitehead did this for the purpose of perpetrating the fraud and conversion that will be set forth in further detail in the case. So he stole a bunch of money from an old lady. <laughs> now clearly he's in trouble for that. This robbery was insurance fraud. And it's I guarantee you that's what it is. That this was so yeah. that he could claim it. Yeah, he could claim and it. So he could pay off this lawsuit. Sure. Mm. Right. Yeah. Wow. Unless there's like a clause in his insurance. Insurance, you know, a little tricky. They'll mm-hmm. get you sometimes. I don't want to say all the time. They're very helpful in times of needs too. <laughs> and sometimes I'll have something in there and they're like a million dollars if you buy the jewelry back. You know, we're not just cutting you a check for a million dollars. Right. I guess. So hmm. Anyways, this dude's a shyster, right? It certainly seems that way. Not a good guy. <laughs> this makes Christians look bad, you know? <laughs> right. Like, we got a rough enough time, mm-hmm. but we do a lot to ourselves. We don't need preachers stealing money from their people in their church and wearing a million dollars in the pulpit, a million dollars worth of jewelry in the pulpit. It's not good. Yeah, and also... And- I mean, maybe it's easy for me to say this because I'm not a wealthy man. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, on the one hand, like, I, I mean, yes, I get that preachers are held to a higher standard. Yeah. But, you know, if God has blessed you with a lot and you're a, you're a Christ follower, maybe, maybe you should, you know, yeah. spread that cheddar, you know? Well, I've said many times, I think it would be a shame to show up like to live your whole life and show up in heaven and God go, what you doing with all that money in your bank account? <laughs> like, right. What were you doing down there? You know, <laughs> right? Like, I made you rich to help other people. You mm-hmm. know, are you just sitting on it? You're hoarding it like a dragon. Cause you're hungry. Maybe that's why the Lord hasn't given me a lot of money. <laughs> I think that's that, and he knows I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would, <laughs> right. I would go completely off the rails. <laughs> uh, you know, they had the lottery, 
everywhere else in the world, but not here in good Christian Alabama. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a billion something dollars. I read in the paper today or the online, not an actual paper. <sighs> Who reads papers anymore? <laughs> right. That the actual winnings the guy gets to take home from a billion, well, like one point whatever billion dollars is four hundred and thirty-seven million after taxes. Wow! So that's nothing to sneeze at. I would be so I would love that. That would change my life for forever. I would feed all the homeless people and house them and everything. But it feels almost like a tax. Yeah. <laughs> But the big winner in this lottery... It's a voluntary tax. The biggest winner in this lottery were governments everywhere across the United States, except for Alabama. Yeah, because we love Jesus. Man, I've got a story. Uh, (laughs) I wish... I wish I'd paid more attention and knew the actual details of what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I remember one time my dad, my dad, he was one of these guys who was like, hey, I'm, yeah, if he needed to run errands, he'd want company. He'd, okay. he'd tell me to put my shoes on sure. and go with him. You know, yeah. and, I, and when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, right. Now, I, w- I was like, well, why not? What were you doing? Sure. Well, <laughs> was it really imperative that you right. finish that next Mega Man boss? <laughs> That's how life works. So yeah. you don't understand stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I do it with my kids and they refuse now. Mm-hmm. But used to, you're like, man, this is just a good time together. Yeah. Well, anyway, I remember we were we went to the, uh, well, we went to the, the tag office. He was getting a tag for his truck and he actually had a, like, I don't know. I don't know what he had some kind of voucher. Like, I don't know if he had tried to pay this before mm-hmm. and something happened or something, but he had some kind of voucher. It was supposed to be good for $25. And we wait through line because there's always a line. Always. And we finally get to the front and she's doing his little paperwork and she asks him for his, for, you know, $25. And he hands her this little voucher and she, she takes it and she looks at it and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't accept this. And he says, what do you mean you can't accept this? And she says, see, it says right here at the bottom, there's an expiration date. It expired two weeks ago. Uh, and he went, it's expired two weeks, so I'm just out that money. And she looked at him and she said, I'm sorry. And my dad said, oh, no, don't be sorry for me. I love giving money away, especially when it's to the government. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I do, you got to honor the coupon. All right. <laughs> As a guy who used to have a restaurant, people come in with their little, you know, it's been expired for six weeks and they want to use it. And you're like, no. And they're like, why not? Is I have it right here. It was in my mailbox this week, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, uh, we can't turn back time. And the date <laughs> on this has already passed. Like, I'm sorry. You, you missed this one. We'll catch you next time around. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't understand what's so hard about it. Yeah. A normal person would look at that and not necessarily your dad, because you would assume something the government gives you. You're like, this is guaranteed for forever. It's the government. (laughs) They always honor their debts. (laughs) We're always honoring stuff. But like at a restaurant, like a Subway coupon, I'll pick one up and I see it's expired. I'm like... Oh, well, I'll, I'll just throw this away. I would never go in and present it. And then in the case that I did, when the guy behind the counter was like, hey, this is expired, man, I'd be like, oh, dude, I didn't even check the date. Sorry. Give me a steak and cheese or whatever I was going to order. Yeah. 
guess who I saw this week driving on the road? I saw Mr. Squirrel, Brandon White, celebrity, Earth Oddity celebrity, Brandon White, in the Cajun Curl food truck. Yeah, I pulled up beside him, gave him old arm <laughs> pump. We hollered at each other. And then I stepped on it because I was like, I can't sit here very long. It's going to be awkward. And I was blocking traffic. <laughs> uh, the food truck wasn't picking up a lot of speed. To, yeah. You know, got a lot of weight to it. Um, anyway, so I saw him. He is the reason we're doing a podcast because he's been sponsoring it from day one. His monetary contribu- contributions <laughs> in the beginning of this show kept us afloat before we had a Patreon. <laughs> and we want to thank him for all his help. We're talking about world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on CajunCurl.com. Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Paris, Louisiana, it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or retailer or order your own. And if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, the Marks Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard and 69 South. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Also, if you happen to be one of my personal work buddies, yeah, Ground Walker, I'm talking to you. Sure. Brandon is uh, he's going to have a food truck down at the plant Thursday. Oh, okay. So stop by and get you some. Sure. Discounts for all the union brothers. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say discounts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. First call. Hey, what's going on? Hard right John and Tiny. Phil suit here. <laughs> I was just wondering, John, uh, what did you do to manage to get bit by a bat? The reason I ask is because I always understood bats to be pretty calm and non-aggressive creatures. Like, for instance, I used to go up to them in caves while they were, you know, chilling out or whatever, and I'd go and pet them. And, you know, sometimes they'd hiss at me, and if they did that, I'd leave them alone. But other times, they'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm getting petted. Uh, but it also could just be one of those things where my guardian angel was face palming the whole time. Like, what are you doing, you crazy idiot? <laughs> uh, I don't get paid enough for this crap. Yeah, but anyway, uh, appreciate what you guys do and uh, love your podcast. So keep up the good work. Bye. All right. Phil's All suit, right. suit is the reason we have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> have I talked on a podcast about catching bats before? No. For real? Scratch that. John Long is the reason we have COVID. He gave me COVID, but I didn't know he was the originator of the virus. All right. 
You know how if you stand under a street light, you'll see bats chasing bugs, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, totally. This is what you do, okay? Take your socks off. Yeah. Ball them up in balls. Get you a handful of rocks. Start tossing some rocks up there. The bats will start echolocating on the rocks because they're bigger, all mm-hmm. right? Then you throw your sock up there, and it's like, this is the biggest thing ever, and it hits it. And of course, if you're like 10, your socks are a lot smaller than adult <laughs> socks. Say, yeah. yeah. And it'll get his little claws stuck in it sometimes, and it'll weight him down and come down the ground, right? Yeah. And then what do you do? <laughs> you can't put this in the podcast. We used to... <laughs> Because that's how vampires are, you know? <laughs> like, it makes perfect sense if you're like 10, right? That's, that's perfect logic. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, we caught one one time. They did catch a ton. Mm-hmm. And I went to but get it. But one time you caught a really stupid bat. And I went to get it loose. And it bit me. Okay. Like on my finger. So I, I guess it... I've always assumed it bit me. Right. That's been my story my whole life. It's what I believe. I also believe dragons eat gold. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Okay. It may have scratched me. I don't know. Either way, they have rabies like crazy, I've been told. But, and uh, vampirism. Yeah, right. Every once in a while, I'd nibble on a neck. <laughs> All right. And then uh, also, uh, Phil Suit Suit, he called back. Okay. Uh, hey, Tiny, I forgot to add. Um, you would think that. As a Southern Baptist, you'd be more against the legalization of drugs because I heard that drugs lead to premarital dancing. <laughs> All right, now. Take it easy. Bye. No, no, no. You're way <laughs> off. That is why we're against premarital sex. Sure. Because that's what leads to dancing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the hierarchy of Southern Baptist sins, dancing is at the top, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that leads to everything. <laughs> It's all downhill. <laughs> the love of dancing is the root of all sorts of evil. <laughs> right there, Corinthians. That, yeah. If you start dancing, next thing you know, you get a tattoo. I uh, will say, my wife, now she's not a dancer, mm-hmm. but dancing shows. She loves them. Loves them. Theater likes a good dancing show, too. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it with her. I could not let my wife be on Dancing with the Stars. Like if Theater was a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like some shirtless Latin dude like rubbing all over and everything. I would get in a fight like every episode. Like, oh, here comes John's or here comes Dieter's husband out of the crowd getting beat up by a dancer because I'm clearly out of shape and I can't fight, you know? What if they got us on the show? (laughs) I mean, they're celebrities. They're getting further and further and further oh, down the list. At some point, yeah. we might actually have a shot. <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, definition of star has really <laughs> went down as the seasons have progressed. Yeah. Now you're like watching. I'm like, this Who season is we that? welcome our first podcasters ever to the show. <laughs> Mr. Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Dancing the Foxtrot, Tiny Sullivan. <laughs> I mean, I can't not do it, right? Sure. If they invited me, I would do I was it. I say, I'm going to practice every day for eight hours. I'm going to lose a ton of weight, sure. which I'll immediately roll that into a slim pass campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the new Subway spokesperson. <laughs> Hey guys, Tiny Sullivan, the new Jared Fogle. <laughs> That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. I think, like, 
how would it work like for me i'm sure the next line out of my mouth would be like but don't worry because i don't molest kids (laughs) i've never touched a kid i'm not attracted to children only tasty sandwiches (laughs) i only molest sandwiches The only thing I like better than a hot kid is a hot meatball sub. That's more Jared than Tiny. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, gracious. That's hilarious. I don't know if that's hilarious or not. Whatever happened to him? I think he's in jail, right? Well, yeah, he's in jail, but like, I wonder. You think he works in the kitchen at the jail? (laughs) Have to. Have to. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, yo, Jared, fix me a sandwich, man. Five dollar foot long. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes there. Yeah, I think he's in jail, but I don't know where. You know, like is he in Leavenworth or if only you there know, was a way. The the what Rikers Island, you know. Alcatraz. They still have people at Alcatraz. Uh, according to two sources, two sources, he is at Federal Correctional Institution Inglewood. Okay. That is near Littleton, Colorado, where they okay. have a program for sex offenders. Oh, we're putting them all in one spot. I, I guess so. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, <laughs> spread them out. That'll be one spot to target <laughs> when the new world order comes along. Yeah, look, China, I know y'all don't mad because Pelosi's around there gallivanting in Taiwan. <laughs> Maybe take out the prison in Colorado first if you're going to send a bomb over. Oh, man, it says here in March 2016, he was assaulted by another inmate. Sure. Uh, Stephen Nigg. That's what happens. Oh, what? Oh, Tiny Easy. <laughs> N-I-G-G. Whoa. I'm assuming it's Nigg. <laughs> Whoa, Tiny. <laughs> we are way too Southern for you to be throwing that around so casually. <laughs> the attack left Fogel with a bleeding nose, swollen face, and scratches on his neck. He was then transferred to Federal Transfer Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, before being transferred to FCI Latuna in El Paso County, Texas. On November 8th, 2017, uh, Pratt dismissed a motion filed by Fogel, who was hoping to overturn his convictions by stating that the federal court did not have jurisdiction to convict him. She also dismissed another motion filed on behalf of Fogel uh, by fellow inmate Frank Pate, stating that the court did not have jurisdiction because of Fogel's status as a purported sovereign citizen. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, when you have all the time in the when you got nothing but time, sure, you, you just, just you just like how about sovereign citizens now? You got nothing else to yeah. do. You have no jurisdiction over uh, me. In November 2021, he spoke out from prison for the first time, writing a, in a letter to the New York Post that he royally screwed up and that he runs four to five miles per day and works out regularly behind bars, uh, and he claims to weigh 180 pounds. Wow. So, well, if he comes out of prison, he's all jacked. You know? <laughs> you know, I wish I could remember, but I heard a comedian one time do a bit about why do we give the most dangerous people in America right. access to weight rooms yeah, and right. like gym equipment 24 7. You know, full, full of Twinkies, you know? Like a fat and lazy when they get out, they won't commit any more crimes. Oh, maybe we can talk about this in the patron show, but I've watched a docuseries on uh, HBO Max called, I think it was Murder on the Mind. Okay. Have you heard uh-uh. about this or seen this no. yet? 
Man, we'll we'll talk about uh, it. Did I but, tell you about the way down? Did we discuss? We, we did. did we did that. discuss yeah. the way down. Yeah, I love the way down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, that'll do it for voicemails. <laughs> it was an extended yeah, voicemail. It, it was. Well, but, you get a back to back Phil Zoot suit call. You <laughs> no. got to give it the time it deserves. <laughs> you have to. That's right. You must. He's, well, he's a very active man in the Discord. <laughs> thank him for that. I thank him for that. Have we we didn't even mention that there's a kangaroo loose in Northport. We didn't even mention yeah. it. There's a kangaroo loose in our town. I was gonna say it actually got a little bit spicy. Oh, yeah? Have you been in the Discord recently? No, I hadn't got in there today. I won't spoil it. Okay. It's pretty funny. All right, good. I was gonna say good. <laughs> Just so Phil knows, that was all. Joking? That was all joking. All right. <laughs> there was no okay. no hurt feelings whatsoever. <laughs> that was that was all for fun. Everything I'm doing is for fun. That's all anybody needs to know. Yeah, it's all for it fun. Was, it was just a. Mo- it was one of those uh, one of those responses sure. where you could, uh, so to speak, you could hear the pin drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody's eyes are like, <laughs> <laughs> are really wide. Okay. Anyway. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Wow, there's a lot of stuff here. So It sometimes turns into a discussion thing from what I hear. (laughs) Sometimes it does. Yeah. And then I got to start uh, picking through there. But our first question comes from Phil Zoot Suit. He says, if you break into someone's house, what are you stealing that will only mildly inconvenience them? Remote controls the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm stealing the mom's birth control. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because uh, I love babies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, we're pro, pro-life. <laughs> We're going to make you get pregnant when you don't want to. It's one of those jokes. It gets funnier the more you think about it. (laughs) We also have a question here. Dear John, I've suspected that my wife has been fooling around. And when I confronted with the evidence, when I confronted her with the evidence, she denied everything and said that it would never happen again. (laughs) What should I do? Well, I don't know how she denied everything and say it could never happen again. It's an excellent point. <laughs> I would like to for you to ask her for some clarification on that. That's that would be step one if I was in your shoes. Yeah, and then from there, I guess you got to decide where, what the Lord leads you to do in that situation. I think it would lead me. He would right now sitting here today. I feel like he'd leave me to walk out the door. You know, <laughs> right? But every, everybody's different. I think if that happens, you get to go buy anything you want. Sure. And she can't say anything, right? <laughs> no, man. I mean, I guess you <laughs> like could if you want to go way. buy a Batmobile, hey, hey go you shouldn't it. have fooled around on, on your husband. Don't miss your $22,000 payment. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's what you get. Sure. That's what you get for banging some random dude. <laughs> now your husband, you got to let him It's never a random dude. It's <laughs> yeah. always somebody they know. It's never a random dude. That's I've seen this happen a million times. It's always somebody that's close. You got to keep your eye out. They just working with this doctor. I got my eye on him. He may beat me up, but one day, don't get too friendly. Yeah. You know, 
I got that Live 360 on all the time. Though. I check up on her. <laughs> because otherwise, yeah. John's going to be cruising around in the Batmobile. <laughs> Don't No, I'm, I'm out of there. I, you're, you're not doing that to me and me staying there. <laughs> like, if you don't like me, that's cool. I'll go somewhere else. There is a... I have options. <laughs> there's a lady working behind the counter at the Sprint Mart that would love to be with a man like me. <laughs> yeah, I would change her life. She would love me. All right. The driver asked, why are Mexican restaurants prime location for cover bands? And why is Jimmy Buffett usually always their kickoff song? <laughs> um, well, I think cover bands are attracted to anywhere they can get a gig. In general, bands are attracted to anywhere that they can get mm-hmm. a gig. And I think that the Mexican restaurants, like, what they better love way? Live music. They love live music. What better way to get some more people in here, mm-hmm. you know? Sell some more drinks, all that. It's a good deal for everybody all around. And I'll I'll say this. Now, I don't know if this is everybody or just me, but while I'd certainly have my musical taste like every single other person has, sure. if the music is live, I can listen to just about anything. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. I can I'll, I can enjoy a performance, yeah. even if it's a, mu- a music genre that I don't typically listen to. I don't want to listen to like, Slayer while I'm eating my fajitas, you know. <laughs> like that's just I would prefer anything other than like hardcore. I only eat fajitas if Slayer is <laughs> playing in the background. Like cannibal corpse <laughs> while they're bringing out your enchilada or whatever, <laughs> and try to have a conversation with your family. <laughs> now the Jimmy Buffett part, I don't know. I'm not a Jimmy Buffett fan. I'm, I'm actually anti-Jimmy Buffett, if we had to be honest. but Which is bizarre to me, because well, as... I will say this, you get enough drinks in me, I might sing along to Margaritaville, <laughs> okay? I've been known to do it before. I've been to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Well, here's the thing. Jimmy Buffett concerts look awesome, all right? The one I was at was great. Yeah. It was on the beach. But I feel like they kind of tried to co-op a lot of dead culture and just turned it into beach pirate culture. Yeah. And I don't like that. It you bothers don't like me. It. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. And I've, honestly, I don't. Jimmy Buffett did a really great cover of a fish song called "Gumbo." Probably nobody who's a Jimmy Buffett fan knows that. It's really good. I like that song. I think he's talented. He's from Alabama. I should be for. I was him. about to say that's the big thing. He's from yeah. Alabama. I should be for Jimmy Buffett, but the whole parrot head versus deadhead thing bothers me, and I don't know why. I can't explain <laughs> it. It's not logical. <laughs> But I don't like it. So there we go. Huh. Yeah. But I I like that people enjoy it. I know plenty of people who they can't they haven't done enough psychedelics to get into the dead. So they get into Jimmy Buffett. All right. Next question comes from Goose. He says, What is the weirdest thing that you have seen in someone else's home? Hmm. I mean, outside of their kids. <laughs> uh I don't know. Uh, that's a hmm. That's a hard one to answer. Nothing pops in my mind as being like, that's really strange. Yeah, I haven't been to like a ton of people's homes. Yeah, I don't do a whole lot of visiting. I I will say. Ooh. Oh. Go ahead. You keep going. No, I was just gonna say, and and look, this is uh to be I guess to be fair, I don't even know if this is true. Sure. But remember what was the whole the whole Pizzagate thing where yeah. they thought that this uh this pizza guy was, well, it was real. Everybody knows Pizzagate was real. Well, I just remember that there was this these art, this art that got that was online that this guy supposedly had in his house. Yeah, and, and 
You talk about all the you talk about the artwork in Podesta's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that stuff's really weird. It's really weird. You've been over to his house? No, I haven't. Oh. But I saw the pictures online. Yeah, no, that's weird. <laughs> On Reddit before they shut down that show, that subreddit. <laughs> of that same vein, there was a certain young lady that we all grew up with, probably about eighth, ninth grade. She's probably the first girl we all made out with. <laughs> we all made out with. <laughs> and we were all over to her house one day. She lived at the neighbor in the academy neighborhood. And we found a nude photos of her parents. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in somebody else's house. That, that's up there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so, real weird. So what happened? Nothing. We put them back and acted like it never happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't bring that up to them. Hey, I found y'all's Polaroids y'all taking of each other back here. You know? Mm-hmm. There was nothing sexual. Just, <laughs> it was sensual. But they wasn't like they were doing it or anything. Right. Yeah. It wasn't hardcore. Yeah, it wasn't hard. It yeah. was soft. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, Taste, titil- tasteful. T- tasteful, right. <laughs> uh, titillating, if you, if you will. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'll tell a follow-up to that. In the Patreon too. I was, about to say, I was about to say, your mama raised you right because yeah. I would have, uh, I'd pass that around to all my buddies. <laughs> Somewhere in my garage is a book with a former roommate of mine's girlfriend's picture in lingerie in it. Mm-hmm. That he loaned me the book and I didn't find it until like <laughs> years later. I like never read it. And then yeah. I like got it out one day to read it and it fell out. And I was like, oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. I Good remember, for you. Like Deidre was there. So I like, showed her and she was like, oh, weird. You know, and I was like, yeah, I'm putting it back in this book. But I can't, it's in my garage somewhere in a box. Uh, Goose also asked, what team is the best in the Big Ten Conference? Well, I would have to say Ohio State is the best football-wise, yeah. Agreed. Definitely. They're not my favorite team in the Big Ten, you know, but they're the best team, undoubtedly. And we might end on this one because this is a big question. How do you know if you're in a cult or not? Well, I would say, I've said this multiple times, first tip-off is the leader wants to sleep with your spouse. Or he's anti-sex altogether. Right. It's it's one of those two extremes. The other one is they always claim God told them something. You know, (laughs) like they audibly, God has come to them and said, oh, you and you alone, Tiny Sullivan, Mm -hmm. are the one that's going to give this message to my people. Right. Yeah. I think those are big tip offs mm-hmm. right there. If they start denying the Trinity, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Yeah. But I was about to say, now, along with you, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that we have scripture now. Sure. And, you know, maybe people feel the spirit moving them one way or the other. I agree with that. But maybe that's the spirit. Maybe that's really just you want to date that married man. That, <laughs> you know? that can happen too. Yes. Yes. But I guess my question discernment. is. You need discernment. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I mean, that's why Paul says test the spirits to be sure that they are of God. That's if they, right. If they preach any other gospel besides the gospel that the that was written to us in right. the New Testament, then let them be anathema. That's right. That is not of God. But, but I can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like a cult, like to know if you're in a cult or not, you first kind of need to know what a cult is. Yeah. And what is a cult besides 
just a religion with not as many members, you know? Yeah, well, I would think, I don't know what the definition of a cult is, but mm-hmm. I would think a group of like-minded believers together, and you could probably put that to anything. You Southern Baptists are a cult, <laughs> you know? We're just well, a really big one. Well, I was going to say, because, I mean, different different people have different definitions, but yeah. the the one definition that, everybody can usually agree upon is like membership. Yeah. You know, if it's small enough, sure. You consider it a cult. That's true. But if this like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say it's not like a, say it's like a secret society or something like that. Would you consider that a cult? Like the Freemasonry? Uh, Cause I would, to me, well, I guess Freemasonry does. There's some sort of divinity in all cults. Their critics will argue that they're a religion yeah. But they themselves would be like, no, right. no, we're not a religion. We're yeah, just we're, a group of businesmen who like, like to hang out, who like to take up money for, you know, great, good causes yeah, and we'll build hospitals and kids. stuff. Yeah. yeah. We like yeah. to play cards and grill steaks on Friday sure. night. Yeah. Drink beer and get away from our wives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what the one in Northport, I think, their purpose is. <laughs> right. The one in Tuscaloosa is pulling strings with a gun. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They've got Walt Maddox in their yeah. pocket. That's the one I want to join. <laughs> but how do I get in? Like, what do you got to do? Well, I I don't have what it takes to be a Mason. Mm-hmm. I could never. You, I think you got to memorize a lot of stuff and all that. I thought you just needed like a big bank account. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> had to be a man of means. Once I pad mine with my bail bonding business, maybe they'll <laughs> ask me. I get an invitation in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Size matters in cults, I would think. <laughs> you know? But yeah, if the preacher's wanting to, wanting to sleep with your wife, because God told them to mm-hmm. run. That's never going to happen. That's not supposed <laughs> to happen. Right? Well, that's 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 another gospel. Yeah, <laughs> right. Besides the one that was preached to yes, us. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, and if they say that God's telling them out loud to them, that's how I always say it. God mm-hmm. told me we all need to drink this Kool Aid, you know, because it's the end. Then you need to be like, hold up, wait a minute, <laughs> something ain't right, and move on. Yeah. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, the driver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. McWill. We thank you all so much for uh, supporting what we do, donating to the show. Seriously, we cannot be more thankful than yeah, we are. I agree. Like maximum appreciation. The best. For you folks. I really honestly flattered anyone would give anything to listen to us. Yes. I'm flattered people listen to us for free. And if we can just find one person who truly would give anything sure. to listen to us. Yes. <laughs> for the right price. <laughs> Wait till we get our OnlyFans started. I really think that's when the money's going to start rolling in. That's a solid idea. You know, we need to get the cameras worked out. Heck yeah. Probably some lighting. But <laughs> definitely you know, all our streaming video content is on our OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I would just love to 
Follow the Earth. And it's oddity. just like a normal show. Sure. Yeah. It's just us sitting here doing a normal show. Like all these lonely women yeah. are like logging on because yeah. just any minute they know we're going to get naked and right. then we never do. Or, you know, like gay dudes waiting for us to kiss. <laughs> yeah. But maybe every once in a while we'll like put our hands just almost touching <laughs> on the table while we talk. And it becomes the internet's will they sure. won't they? Right. <laughs> That's a solid idea, you know? I don't know if it would take off, but it's a solid idea. <laughs> and how, look, if you're a married guy, like, you join our OnlyFans, when that charge shows up on the credit card <laughs> statement, you know? It's like cover. Yeah, it's cover for all the other nefarious OnlyFans <laughs> you might want to join. That's what the Lord would want us to do. When your wife. Providing cover. When your wife's like, it costs $150 to join the Earth Oddity OnlyFans, you could say yes. <laughs> Even though it only costs five. Yeah. Um. If you would like to become a patron, <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Sure. You can head You'll on be over. the first ones to know about the OnlyFans. <laughs> you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers. But the $5 tier gets you the extended show. That's every show. Sure. And speaking of extensions, what, would we, what do we have coming up in the extension today? We're going to talk about nude beach carnage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a story about what not to wear to an execution. Okay. Serious fashion faux pas. Ah, wow. (laughs) That'll happen. Yeah. That'll happen. I mean, you know what they say, no shirt, no shoes. Sure. No no execution. execution. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Showing up like you're at a Jimmy Buffett concert. (laughs) Fins up. (laughs) Where did you see Jimmy Buffett in concert? In uh, Gulf Shores. Okay. At the Wharf. Yeah, and I was. It was a concert that he did that was like strictly to benefit the area because it was back when the BP oil oh, spill oil happened. Spill. Yeah. yeah, people he, forget about the oil spill. Tara, you know, she won a pair of tickets. Wow! Like off a of radio show. Just, she never huh. calls radio shows, but sure enough, she did, and uh, we went went and saw Jimmy. And Eli was a baby. I remember. Uh, her mother-in-law went with us to keep him so that me and her and, and Jared uh-huh. could go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> awesome. Good for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a show down there. While I was down there, I actually ran into my supervisor oh, yeah? at the concert. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Were you like, look, the union management stuff's gone on Jimmy Buffett's <laughs> turf. We're all one people. We're all parrot heads together, man. Exactly. Yeah. But then you get back to work on Monday and you start giving him heck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a good employee. I'm sure you are. Yeah. I have no doubt you are because you work unto the Lord. Right. <laughs> I'm the best. Yes. Right. <laughs> At least the best of the four people <laughs> do my job. <laughs> sure. That counts. If you're going to do something, be the best. I like it. You got uh, you got anything else? Nope. Other than uh, I love everybody. I hope that everybody has a wonderful week. Sorry this is late, but, you know, we were doing Jesus stuff. And <laughs> if you're mad about it, then you're mad about Jesus. So yeah. there you go. So don't be mad. Yeah. Sorry we were fulfilling the Great Commission. <laughs> right, by eating pizza. By eating pizza. And talking about said commission. With, uh, with people who already believe in Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like he was talking about. <laughs> 
You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you'd like to check out our show art, that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server that you can join. Join. Link in the show notes. Yeah. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, we're here. And I want to finish my story about my friends. <laughs> this is just like the small world that I live in. My friend's parents' nudes pictures. Okay. Was this someone that I knew? You may have known her. She was my age. Okay.